This is the tale of two witches with Jillian Number. We're just two sassy gray witches drinking our wine and spilling our tea, sharing our many misadventures and our deep love of the craft. Hi, everyone. And on today's episode, how appropriate for our very first, uh, we'll be talking about Samhain or Halloween or also more traditionally pronounced sewing. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, Jillian and I thought that we would just kind of introduce ourselves here for a minute and kind of really share why we started this podcast. Um, I'm Ember, <laughs> of course. Um, I am a solitary um, practicing gray witch. Um, for those of you who aren't really familiar what gray witchcraft is, it's basically taking both from the light and the dark um, to maintain and achieve balance, um, which is something that we actually both take part in. Um, All my life, I've kind of had experiences and been influenced by various things. And probably only the last six and a half years, though, really practicing every day um, seriously and really trying to incorporate in my life daily. Um, and then of course I met Jilly Bean on Instagram, <laughs> which is a really awesome story for another time. But, um, what about you, Jillian? Um, well, I am a, um, solitary hereditary gray witch. And, um, I think it's just been a lifetime of practice for myself, but I think seriously, um, really, really diving into the, um, the different types of witchcraft that there is mm-hmm. and learn about all of the different um, aspects of it and really, really um, focusing my, my goals and what my practice and what I want it to look like. I've been doing that for probably about the last eight years. Okay. So um, I think that one of the main reasons that Ember and I really wanted to bring this podcast to light is because we really, really feel like it's important um, to change the stereotypes of what witchcraft looks like and to really kind of give you guys a behind the scenes in-depth look of what witches like us do on a daily basis. And so it's our goal and it's our hope to um, really just change the face of what witchcraft looks like for today. Absolutely. Okay, well, enough of that. So now into sewing. (laughs) Um, I think originally we were probably looking at doing like facts and stuff, but Jillian and And I realized, right? And the origins of Halloween. Oh, yeah. And the origins. But we realized that's really kind of been played out and over and done with. And anything you really need to find on that is pretty much on the internet. So in keeping with our purpose of such podcast, um, we just figured we would share things that we found interesting or concerned us or our daily lives in themselves. And or so it's like shopping. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, take it away, Jillian. Shopping. Shopping. It's my forte. Um, You know, I think that when you're thinking about Halloween, first of all, it is one of the largest um, holidays next to Christmas. So I, right. So there's a ton and there's just so much supply out there for witchy t-shirts and um fun little ritualistic looking candles and things like that that are you know dark and and spooky 
But I think that um, as witches, some of us are looked down on when we do pick up, you know, those really cute t-shirts that we find or, you know, we do decorate our house for Halloween. I think that we're sort of judged. There's sort of a sentiment right now with a lot of witches that the more you buy into that stuff, the more you're sort of um, selling your soul, <laughs> right? You're not reserving the the sacredness of what the Sabbath means to, to all right. of us. However, I think that for one, where else and when else can I just go to the store and there's a hundred different t-shirts that say witch on it? Exactly. I know I buy as many as I can find. There's a huge supply of, you know, black tea lights. I need black tea lights. And so I stock my, I stock everything. I stock my witch's cabinet Mm -hmm. with uh, as many things that I can find during this time of year because it's so readily available. Does that make me less witch? No. Does that make me buying into the commercialism of Halloween? I don't think so. I think everyone just needs to take a step back, reel it back in and stop judging each other Mm -hmm. for one, having fun with it. Two, knowing that our intention is all the same and just because we're partaking in the the fun and the holiday of it doesn't negate the fact that we are serious practicing everyday witches. Well, and I have to say, I mean, I kind of like the, um, sorry, that's Bluebell. Apparently she wants to be in on this too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I kind of like you know, wearing certain things like the t-shirts you were talking about and there being this air of mystery, you know, is she really, or is she not? Or, you know, most people kind of not even thinking twice about it because I think, I mean, I'm not in the broom closet by any means, but for me, I, I kind of take pride in that and in that word. So I just, I enjoy it. I agree. I totally agree. So Ember, what are some things that you like to do on the night of Halloween or the night of the Sabbath? Well, I would love to do something super elaborate. Like you see all these really awesome decorated to the nine altars and things like that. But in all honesty, I am the mother of two small children. Um, I'm lucky if I get five minutes between trick-or-treating and fall festivals and all that jazz. So Mm -hmm. I think what's most important to me and what I always strive to do, whether I have five minutes or an hour or more is, excuse me, um, really take that time, usually when the kids and everyone's in bed and light that candle and just really meditate and sit in the moment, be present in the moment and really give thanks to not only my patron goddess, which is Persephone, but also to others that I call upon and my ancestors. I always try to have a little of their, their heirlooms on my altar, um, which I kind of decorate and get ready before. So it's not right. so much I have to do the night of. Um, mm-hmm. And just really, like I said, be present in that moment and just take it in and, and, it makes you humble, you know, it just, right. To really, I don't know. So hold on. So wait, wait, wait. So you're not outside dancing naked under the moon, (laughs) lighting a big bonfire 
with all your other witchy friends and, you know, chanting sexy things. No, you don't do that. I don't do that either. <laughs> I would I would love to do that. That sounds like an amazing time, but I don't think my neighbors would appreciate that too much. All right. Next year. Next year we'll we'll plan something okay, like that. Totally. But you know what, though? I really think that that sort of is the idea in people's heads of what witches tend to be doing on the night yeah. of Halloween. I really think that that's sort of like ingrained in their heads mm-hmm. uh, from Hollywood and whatever. So that's sort of like one of the questions I always get, like, how often do you, how often are you dancing naked by the, by the outside in the fire, by the fire? <laughs> never. I never. Now, I have danced naked next to a fire pit in my own backyard once, but that's not an, that's not a, well, it's not Halloween thing. No. (laughs) But I think, though, that there's a lot of guilt put in our own heads that we do to ourselves because, like you said, we do see the most elaborate, um, see on -hmm. social media the witches that go all out pretty much all month and um you know like you like I'm lucky if I can remember to replace any of my can for any month because I'm (laughs) so busy if I even get to decorate my altar it's a an afterthought because it's just that's really not where my head is but I think it also goes back to intention Mm mm-hmm So I think that we put a lot of guilt on ourselves because we think that we should be the epitome of what we're seeing on social media or what we have in our minds for what we should be doing on the, on the night of the Sabbath. And like you, you know, between if I can get a little laundry in, put dinner away and get five minutes to light a tea light and remember the ones that have passed before us and decorate a little bit on my altar, you know, and some witches are doing a dumb dinner. Oh, what's that? That's something that I've always wanted to do, but I still have yet to do that. It's sort of, it's like, um, witches make a big, huge dinner. They prepare a meal and then they set the table really, really elaborately. And they have, um, a place setting for each ancestor that's passed and the entire dinner is eaten in silence just to commemorate and remember um, our ancestors that have crossed before us. So that's Mm -hmm. something that eventually I would like to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm going to have time to do it, but (laughs) in my head, I think that's something that I would, you know, really like to partake in. Right. Right. And maybe I will, and maybe they're just going to eat off China and I'll order pizza. I don't know, but that's something that I will eventually get around to if we have the time. But it it's really, really just goes back down to intention. And that's oh, what absolutely. we need to remember. Absolutely. And I, I so. think it's important to remember, too, that whether you do this big elaborate thing the night of or the whole month long or or you're like us and you're scrambling to keep all your thoughts together and everything right. in order and light a tea light. Um, it doesn't make you any more or any less. Um, I think it's all about, like you said, intention, just re really reiterating that and, and what feels right in your soul. I agree. 
know, Jillian, let me let me bring something up though when we're, you know, on the topic of of balance and having fun and and then I think there is a more serious side that people may not realize. Um for instance, like on the topic of horror or like um I don't know, we're big investigation discovery fans. <laughs> Things like that. Um I mean, Jillian and I are huge horror nuts. We love horror movies out the wazoo. Um but Definitely. I think sometimes that can kind of taken out, be taken out in left field where people lose the fact that, um, you know, that kind of gruesomeness really exists. And then you find people going to like these graveyards or haunted locations, sites of murders and, you know, wanting to like contact these spirits, um, you know, like a big one where you live is the Queen Mary, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, something I don't think people recognize, I get that it's all fun and games. Like people just want the scare and, and have fun. And I get that, but spirits are real. You have to remember that they were people just as you and I are once before, and they still are people. They're just in a different realm. And I feel like sometimes people lose sight of that. And it's almost like kind of poking a stick at monkeys in a cage you know what I mean and that just doesn't always sit well with me sometimes there's like an unknowing disrespect I guess well I think that I think that along with that whole train of thought it sort of boils down to the fact that it is really commercialized right and that um I think that the big thing that's like the biggest selling point is that everyone's kind of saying, oh, well, the veil is the thinnest during Halloween. Um, you can contact the other side a lot easier. Right. And I think that what everyone really needs to understand is that, yes, the veil is thin. However, the veil is thin all the time. I think that we sort of bank on the fact that everyone is saying that so much Mm -hmm. so now everyone is sort of going out and looking for um something scary and something spooky that they're seeing on television whether it's you know the television ghost hunters or just strictly the horror movies and that's not necessarily such a great thing to be doing especially if you're not well versed in what really does happen if you should run into an entity or a spirit or things like that. I don't think that people are really prepared for that necessarily. I think they think they are because they see, you know, these um, glamorized versions of what it looks like, but it's really not um, what is portrayed on the big screen or the little screen either. Right. And not every spirit is a demon. Let's just say that. (laughs) Not not every spirit is some big bad demon. You know, some, some spirits, some spirits don't even need help crossing. Maybe they just enjoy being there. Yeah. Exactly. But also I think people need to realize and respect the fact that if it was your aunt or your mother or your sister that has crossed over and maybe they are hanging around in a familiar place because that's where they're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit disrespectful for um, 
these places to say, oh, we have a ghost here. <clears throat> so why don't you guys come on out and we'll charge you, you know, twenty nine ninety five, and you can come, <laughs> you know, you can come ghost hunt with us. And now you too can be a, right. you know, legitimate ghost hunter. I just feel like it's sort of. It's capitalizing <sighs> on tragedy, really. And you really, if you are going to those types of places or those types of events, you need to remember that you just need to be respectful mm-hmm. of what's there. And nine times out of 10, there may be nothing there. Right. You don't know that. It could just be they're selling you a story that hopefully gets them your money and you're just going to go and, you know, maybe they're going to say they heard something and you're just going to go, yep, I heard it too, because they're saying that they heard something. Right. I don't know. It's sort of, it's just a little bit too commercial right now. And the sanctity of what it really means and what it really is, is really sort of getting lost. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. And I just, I just think a good rule of thumb is just to, you know, go have fun by all means. We're not condemning anyone for going to these places and having fun um, not at- or watching movies or whatever. Like I said, we're totally guilty of that. But I think it's also important just to keep in mind that whatever you're becoming involved in during this time, that you just kind of keep that in the back of your mind and be respectful of, you know, if there is someone here, if there is a spirit here that, um, you know, it's, it's not always big and bad and it's, it's someone to be respected. Right. So. That's just our two cents on that. Yeah. <laughs> And remember, the veil is always thin. You can always, always make some sort of contact with mm-hmm. anything or anyone that's out there. It doesn't have to be just during Halloween. Right. Although we should have probably another episode on that too, like the do's and don'ts. But we'll do that another time. <laughs> right. And definitely, you know, take precautions mm-hmm. if you are gathering with your friends and you think, this is going to be fun and we should try this on our own. There are certain things that you need to do to protect yourselves when you're delving into the other side and trying to contact whatever it is that you guys think that would be really fun to do. Right. <laughs> you never know what kind of trouble you're going to wind up in. It's, it's, that is very true. That is very, very true. All right, so now that we've totally gone um, deep, deep mode, <laughs> um, what are your plans for the Witch's New Year going forward? Like, I um, I think, like most of us, we, we want to do more and learn more. And I think that's one thing we can all agree on, no matter what your practice is or where you're at culturally or anything, um, you know, you never stop learning from anything or anywhere or anyone. Um, but I know like for me, I have, that's a big goal of mine as well as just to, I think really um, get more in tune with myself personally and, and intuition and whatnot. What, what are some plans that you have, Jill? Well, I think it's first, it's important to kind of point out that um, October 31st is the witch's new year. Mm-hmm. So that's, similar it's akin to January 1st for everyone else where you guys are going to sit down and make your resolutions for what worked out for you this year what you want to make better for next year um, and what your goals are so just like that 
uh, we'll sit down and kind of um, reflect on how things went <clears throat> for us in our practice. What were some things that worked? What were some things that didn't work? Right. Maybe um, things that we want to learn more about. Um, things that we sort of want to take a better stand on or maybe take some more time for ourselves. That's kind of, you know, I think as witches, we need more grounding time. At least oh, I definitely. do. Um, Me we too. Need to stop. There's so much running and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of running around and there's a lot of things that we need to slow down and be grateful for. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, that's one of my main goals, I think, for this coming year is to really slow down, get more grounded, spend some more time outside, maybe garden some more, right. maybe take up a new, learn how to grow something else that I've never grown before. You but are so I, good at that too. I wish I had your green thumb. <laughs> I think that um, for both of us, because we both have our goddesses as you know, you kind of are what more, um, more Persephone and right. you're more Hecate. Mm-hmm. And I think that learning and reading more about them and studying mm-hmm. more about them is kind of on the, on my to-do list also, because I think that we also need to remember that we're going into the dark season. That's the whole point yep. of Alan, right? Totally. And I think it's important for people, I mean, what better time to do that? Because, you know, people I think associate with this and with just everything withering and dying away. But actually there's, there's a lot of life that goes on even during this time. And and it's really a great time to just kind of curl up and (laughs) hunker down and really self-reflect. And in essence, you're really, yeah, you're really sowing those seeds of intention that, you know, come spring and come summer, you know, hopefully they really take off and blossom for you. So I think it's just a really good time to really, like you were talking about, slow down, really kind of get yourself focused and um, realigned, you know, mind, body, and soul, and really kind of embrace who you are in that respect so that as the wheel turns so to speak um things come about as you hope they do right so I think that I think all in all you know I think that we just need to remember the sacredness of the season Mm -hmm. remember the sacredness of what we hold so close and so dear to us but I also think on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. we need to reel it back in and also just enjoy the fun of it because, I mean, it is originally a kid's holiday. It eventually mm-hmm. turned into an adult, more of an adult fun holiday as well. And I think that we can enjoy both things as with our witchcraft and our practice being gray witches, everything is in balance. So. Right balancing the fun, but also remembering the sacredness of it. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us for our very first podcast. And uh, we got, we hope that you all have a very safe and a very happy Halloween. 
a blessed Witch's New Year and a blessed Samhain. Yes, and thank you all so much for your love and support this far. We really wouldn't be here without you guys. So in the in that case, we'll say blessed be. Blessed be. And we're going to end it with a blessing read by Ember. By the lighting of the flame, embraced by darkness, there is light. To honor our ancestors by the veil they came, respect the balance and give thanks this night. Life and death intertwined, we ask your blessings, give peace of mind. Let go all that which is not of highest good, to renew and prepare as we should. We bid farewell to all that which must end, and welcome all that is new to begin. Bless our hearts and those we love, by the gods and all our ancestors above. Bless us in this year to come, let us not forget your beating drum. With harm to none and love for thee, as we will it, blessed be. And by the snuffing of the flame, go forth and whisper, blessed Samhain.